Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Shravan. We've got Tyron here with us. Hey everyone. Have you noticed that I haven't yet got a gauge on that on our new theme? I had a, I had a bit of a rhythm with the old one, so I used to like jump straight into it. In this one, it might sound like I'm a bit confused at the start. It might sound like I'm confused as well, because I'm always confused. <laughs> it's, just, it's just me, yeah. So thanks everyone for joining us. If you're joining us for the first time, this is a podcast where we talk about Movies, TV shows, sometimes video games, a lot of the times, pretty random stuff. But this week, we are going to be talking about James Wan's Malignant, which is a movie that just came out. It's available on HBO Max and theatrically, if the theatres are open. In our case, they're not, so we ended up watching it via streaming. It's directed by... Did I say it's directed by James Wan? You did, but you can say it again. Yeah, it's directed by James Wan. What a twist. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, I guess... Can we say he's renowned? I guess he is. Renowned horror director. He's all right. Went to RMIT. Any other trivia we've got on James Wan? His mother lives in Box Hill. Oh, okay. Don't fact check that because, you know, the internet sometimes lies. But just believe me, his mum lives in Box Hill. Okay, which is a suburb in Melbourne. It's not just a box on top of a hill. Yeah, it's, so it's not just a... <laughs> yeah, she lives in a box on, on a hill. That's uh, what the internet told you. Don't fact check it. Once again, just just take our word for it. This one, it's, it is an original story written by James Wan and actually his wife, Ingrid Bisu, who's also in this movie as an actor, and it's produced by James Wan as well. So it's starring Annabelle Wallace, who was in the Annabelle movie, coincidentally, that first Annabelle movie. She's also in Peaky Blinders, isn't she? I think so, yes. I think that's what she's more famous for and she's in the mummy is she oh yeah that you mean the tom cruise one tom cruise tom cruise mummy yeah yeah okay i completely 
erase that movie from my memory. Did you watch that movie? I, I've seen it. I haven't yeah. seen that movie, and I know she's in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because uh, it's, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Other people in this movie? I actually don't know the other actors in this movie. Which one's James Bond's wife? She plays one of the investigators in this movie. So you'll know detectives. One. Yeah, one of the te- one. Of the okay, so you'll know yep. which one because there's only three of them, and it's obviously one of them. Other other cast and crew in this movie, uh, or the crew in this movie, it's music by Joseph Bishara, who has done all the other Conjuring movies and other James Wan horror movies. Runtime is 111 minutes, and box office wise, it doesn't actually have the budget, so I'm not sure how much it costs. But box office wise, it's done 2.2 million so far. It's still early days; it's only been out for about two days now, so we're we're watching it reasonably early. I didn't know much about this movie. I actually didn't know anything about this movie apart from the title, and that was directed by James. Same. Cameron. I knew nothing. I didn't watch the trailers, so I didn't know anything about it. I didn't want to watch this movie. I wanted to know nothing about it, but you are. Uh you forced you forced it upon me today i uh I, I was not feeling it but then i actually got into it as we watched it. i was not feeling like watching this if i'm tired if i sound tired sorry it's because i am well you had work today and then i was tomorrow i've got stuff on so i was like we kind of have to record this today and i watched it early in the morning and i could i could sense your reluctance through your messaging it's like we didn't talk we just messaged and i could sense that you didn't want to watch this but I did it. I just, I did it. I pushed myself. I pushed myself to the limits for the podcast. So I guess first we'll do non-spoilers and then we'll get into spoilers because there's, uh, there's stuff I want to talk about. Spoilers. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that later. Okay. There's, there's a kind movie. of twist. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. There's, Which I saw coming from a mile away, but apparently you didn't. I, well, yeah, I didn't. I, maybe because it was too early in the morning and I wasn't thinking, but what's the story for this one? Oh, it's a stupid story. That's what it is. <laughs> I, it's hard to say without spoiling it, but I don't even know how to say it without spoiling it. I guess there's a murderer. There's this lady that can witness some murders happening while not being there. Like, she's somehow connected. Yeah. yeah. This lady witnesses murders. That's essentially what the story is, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to say without spoiling it. I think the let- the least, the the less we say about it. Probably the better for the audience in case they haven't seen it. Yeah. Did you watch the trailer after you watched the movie? No, I still haven't seen the trailer, but okay. I, I heard. Okay, it. yeah. I'm just wondering if the trailer spoils anything. I'm not sure, but I heard the trailer kind of sets up the tone to be a bit more serious than it actually was. Is this movie meant to be a comedy? No. A little bit of background. So they had test screenings for this movie about a year ago, and apparently the audience found it funny. They found it really funny, and Warner Brothers was actually worried that this is meant to be a horror movie. Why are people finding it funny? So they basically, if you if you haven't noticed already, the marketing for this is pretty minimal. Like there was one trailer; it came out like a month before it came. The actual movie released. There was not much marketing put into this movie at all because I think, and they just tucked it on, you know, along with all their other movies. But they had the simultaneous HBO Max release as well. So I think they weren't that confident on this and also the embargo for the critics reviews it only lifted the day the movie released which doesn't usually happen it which only never is a good sign it only happens when um they're not confident that the movie's good i gotta say if we if i if we start critiquing it like tonally this movie's all over the place like sometimes it's like a it's like a cop drama from the 2000s 
sometimes it's like this eerie 1970s like hospital drama kind of horror thing. And then sometimes it's like a romance. I'm like, this is all over the place. Like, what is this? And sometimes there's there's actually quite an extensive action scene as well towards the end of the movie, which is doesn't yeah, really fit yeah. into the tone of of what they were going for. I, I agree with that. There was a lot of tonal shifts and the the score there was just some stylistic choices. Oh, the score is way too overpowering <laughs> at certain stages. For no apparent reason. Yeah. I'm like, the music is, like, terrible in this situation. <laughs> like, at multiple spots, it's way too overpowering and really bad. I wrote two things on my phone as um, as notes. I said, the tone is shit, the music is shit. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> I don't know if it was bad. It, it's, it doesn't fit the movie, but at the same time, it was kind of like... It was just like, why did they do this? It was like an interesting in a weird way. It was like, why why is this music coming up now? Why is it so dramatic? Like, nothing's happening. Why Why is the music so dramatic? Yeah. And other stuff, like, I think there was intentional humor. There was some, like, actual, I think they were meant to be jokes, which weren't that funny. They were, like, chuckles. But then there were parts where- Or oh, unintentionally, like, really hilarious stuff. <laughs> Like laugh out loud. I've got I've got them all written down. I I started taking notes on it halfway through because I'm like, this is hilarious. I got to remember all these like hilarious one liners. So it's interesting you had that experience because I I actually found this quite disturbing. I didn't find it funny. I, I actually found it quite disturbing towards the when the reveal started coming up. I'm like, it made me pretty uncomfortable. But I know people found this funny like especially towards the end i think people actually found this funny which i don't know i didn't but maybe that's just my taste maybe i'm just like a sick human being but (laughs) this is one of the funniest movies i've seen from like the halfway point it's absolutely hilarious it's kind of a mashup of james wan's filmography as well so it's got elements of saw like the goriness that you see in those movies and then it's got elements of the conjuring movies where it's it has this like supernatural element which I don't know. It's in there, but it doesn't actually end up. Being it doesn't there. fit in. Yeah, like the start of the movie, which is also very bad. Uh, the first line, the first line in my notes was actually bad opening. There's like this part before the credits, and the acting is horrendous from everyone in that opening credits scene, and it like sets it up to be kind of conjuring esque tone, but then when the credits finish, the tone's totally different. <laughs> So, the the parts of this, I think different people like different parts of this movie. I think it's going to be a divisive movie either way. I actually like the more serious parts of this movie. When you follow the main character, played by Annabelle Wallace, I thought her story was pretty traumatic. I think if you really look into the underlying premise, though, it's so stupid that you can't help but laugh at how stupid it is. I was kind of behind the main character because her, her story was pretty tragic and tra- traumatic and she obviously went through a lot of pain so i was kind of behind that but then i don't know once they introduce this supernatural concept and it starts to take a bit of a turn and then they also introduce this investigative component as well this mystery component where the police get involved there was stuff that i wasn't as interested in and it was kind of taking me away from from the movie because i thought initially james Wan was doing what he does with Conjuring, where he he doesn't get into the horror until you kind of get on board with the characters. So he spends a lot of time building up the characters, which he sort of did. But I don't know, the payoff wasn't there. I I didn't feel like there was a... Especially the third act, I felt like it was 
I know it was like entertaining, but I just didn't think it paid off. What did I arrive at the end? I wrote, the end is hilariously bad. <laughs> and CGI is hilarious as well at certain points. Yeah. In the in the end battle scene, the CGI is uh, that's why, hilarious. That's why I'm interested in what the budget of this movie was, because it didn't feel like it was that high. It felt like a, a, yeah, a pretty yeah. low budget movie. And a lot of horror movies can be low budget and still turn out pretty good. All that being said, I, I don't think this is a bad movie because I was reasonably engaged. Like, I didn't feel that bored. I was kind of on board with the initial premise that they set up and then they go this other direction. And I was sort of engaged with that as well. And then they take, they make a, there's like a completely ridiculous third act reveal. And then it gets even more ridiculous from there. And I was still entertained. I wasn't necessarily expecting that to happen or wanted that to happen, but. It's what happened. I probably hated the start because I didn't want to watch this movie and I was forcing myself to watch it. So that probably uh, hindered my experience for the start a little bit. But as it went on and it started to get like funny, I actually started to enjoy myself a little bit. (laughs) I think we both had very different experiences with it. I think I actually liked the first half of the movie better than the second half. I think you probably like the second half better than the first half. Yeah. I don't think it's a good movie though. I think it's a bad movie that I just found funny and liked it. <laughs> a couple of positives that I wrote down. I thought the cinematography was was interesting in, in parts. I thought the cinematography was off because some scenes are shot a certain way and then some scenes are shot a different way, which makes me like that with the tone that didn't work as well because some scenes are like very Codring-esque shot. Yeah. Then other scenes are shot like a crime pursuit procedural on abc (laughs) yeah there were some parts where i thought this was going to be like a haunted house movie and it wasn't there there were parts where it wasn't was a haunted house movie there was one shot that i liked where they kind of show like an overhead of the house and she's like going up the stairs and you follow her through the different rooms in the house which i thought was was interesting and there's some shots where the camera's actually like really far away from the actual subject like there was one part where you see through a window in a house and you see a lady talking on the phone, and the camera was like on the other side of the street, which interesting stylistic choice. But it's not. I don't think it's. Uh, how do you say it? It wasn't uniform throughout the movie. Just random t- times. He just had random thoughts. I think the biggest positive for this is actually that it is pretty original. I mean, it, it borrows from different genres and stuff, but I can't think of any movie that's like this. I think. Yeah, I can't think of anything either, but. Just because it's so stupid. Like, <laughs> I, I can't, I'm, I'm sorry, but I can't get behind the premise and say this is a real, I can't see anyone doing this realistically and doing it well. Like, the premise is so stupid that no matter who did this, it would have turned out hilarious like this. I feel like it was hindered from the start from the premise. Yeah, it's it's an original premise for good reason because it's shit. <laughs> James Wan's reasoning. When, when they asked him what this movie was about, he said it's going to be an original horror movie that's not related to any any other franchise or anything. And he also said that it borrows from other horror tropes. So I think there's, there's definitely- I think it tried to be like a slasher. It tried to be a horror, like a like a haunting movie. And then it also tried to be like a detective movie. Yeah, tried to be like a supernatural horror movie. And then it kind of became a slasher horror movie. Yeah, a body horror. I guess it- it was still interesting. Like he, he tried, I guess. He was. It's. It's not like he was. Uh, he was just doing his normal thing. Like I, I think he actually. I think he actually tried to do something different, which is which is better than just doing 
a regular old jump scare horror movie, which he didn't do. I, I kind of, like, I agree with you to a certain extent, but also it's not a good movie, so I can't <laughs> get behind that. <laughs> yeah, uh, negatives, I mean, we've, been, we've been talking a lot of negatives, but the third act, I just, I couldn't get on board with the third act. And uh, the ending, we'll get into it in spoilers, but the ending seems just way too convenient and easy. I don't know how that happened. And there was this other stuff around, without, again, going to spoilers too much, but there's this concept of, electricity manipulation so this the the antagonist or the monster or whatever in this movie seems to have some sort of electrical powers but they never investigate that like they, they never even explain that there's a lot of well stuff there's a lot of unexplained yeah. shit in this movie in the end there's, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that they don't explain they kind of just have to go with it yeah i think this movie's going to be pretty divisive i i can see people liking it and i didn't hate it i i think if you like horror movies and you're willing to try something that's pretty out there, then... I think it's not scary, though. I think this is a movie that if you're if you're worried you'll be too scared by it, you're not going to be scared by it. This is not a scary movie. Yeah, I wasn't scared by it. I was more just disturbed by it in certain parts. There's some body horror. If you don't like body horror, then you might be scared. But other than that, it's not that scary. It's not like a, a Conjuring or a Insidious or that, that sort of scary. It's not going to keep you up at night. This is going to keep me up at night for how hilarious it is. I'm going to think back to the parts and start laughing in my sleep. <laughs> I just found it a bit disturbing, but uh, and maybe that's why I couldn't. I couldn't also find it funny because I was just like, "This is just really weird," and um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you watched it with me, it would have been a different scenario. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be interested to see what people think about this. I'd, I'd like to hear what what uh, when the audience when. Our audience do get to see. Yeah, what to be honest, about. I could see yeah. people liking it. I'm strongly on the negative side, but I would watch this again definitely. If if someone wanted to watch this with me, I would hundred percent watch <laughs> this again. More more just to see their reaction as well. I think it really depends on your taste. Um, how you how much you end up enjoying this. I probably wouldn't watch it again unless uh, maybe we watch it together to to have fun. But uh, I probably wouldn't watch it again by myself. That's for sure. But I, I think I would still give it a quality of recalibration just because I, I was engaged. I was enter- I, I wouldn't say entertained is not the right word. I was kind of intrigued and disturbed. And then finally I was a bit disappointed. But overall it was, it was okay. I think the biggest negatives are the music and the tone, which just took me out of it every single time. Especially the music. Every time it happened, it just took me completely out of the music. Have you seen Halloween? Halloween? No, nah, I haven't so seen it. No. Halloween. I, I think this must have been a homage to Halloween because- that's a slasher movie, and that has a pretty ridiculous soundtrack as well. Like, there's this music, there's the Halloween theme that plays every time he commits a murder, and it doesn't really. Maybe in the eighties, it was, you know, phenomenal and sensational. It worked, but it doesn't work for this movie. I just don't think it works for this movie because the first half of the movie is just a completely different tone. <laughs> that it yeah, over. yep, I agree. It did. It did work at all for this movie. Also, I saw the twist coming from a mile away. I, you obviously did it, but I told you from basically the start. Well, not the start. I, I count at one hour and I knew. That's when I messaged you. And I guess they start revealing some stuff about an hour in, but I still didn't think it was. I knew there was. We'll get into it, suppose. I knew there was some relationship, but uh, between you know the the antagonist and the the protagonist, I guess. But it wasn't what I expected it to be. But, yeah, it's a regression for me. Okay, fair enough. But it's hilarious. And 
if if this was a comedy movie, then it's a recalibration. How do you think it compares to the what other horror movies I've ever seen this year? We've seen Conjuring Three. How do you think it compares to Conjuring Three? This is worse than Conjuring Three. You know, I didn't like Conjuring Three either. So this it shows how bad I think this movie you is. You gave that a recalibration. You, you're giving this a regression. So I guess you like this less. But I think this at least yeah. tries to be something different. I think Conjuring Three was a little bit too. It was just following a formula, and it kind of did that. Yeah, I didn't like Conjuring Three, but. It was scary at parts, and I guess it kind of achieved what it was going for. I don't think this achieved anything of what it was going for. Going to spoil, so I'll give it a recalibration, you give it a regression. This is the first time we haven't agreed on a movie this year, which is interesting. Maybe it's because I didn't want to watch the movie as well, so my mood is uh, in a different different mind space to yours. So maybe if you go into it not wanting to watch it. I could see people not liking this as well, so I- I'm not surprised that we're divided. We'll jump into spoilers, so if you haven't seen Malignant and you care about spoilers, come back to this point in the episode. I'll put the timestamps in the description, and then you can listen to our spoilers. There's going to be quite a bit to talk about, I think. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We can go through all your funny parts. I only have, I've written three three funny lines and they're all in the third act. Other spoilers. Like we said, it kind of switches between different genres. At the start of the movie, I thought this was going to be like a haunted, haunted house situation. Because the house looks like it should be haunted, the one that she lives in. And I guess we could explain the story a bit more. So, what's her name in the movie? She's got two names, Emily and... Madison. Madison, yeah. So, Madison is this lady. She lives with her abusive husband. One day, they get into a fight and he 
ends up hitting her against the wall and she hits her head. That night, some something happens in the house. Some murders, well, her husband gets murdered and she witnesses it. She wakes up and then that's where the story unfolds because they're not sure who committed the murder because no one actually broke into the house. So something something happened. And then she starts witnessing other murders as well. And when she witnesses them, she's kind of in the same room, same situation. It's like she's kind of seeing visions where she's put in the same room as where the murder's happening. And then they start figuring out that she has some link to the murderer. And that's when the police get involved as well. And then we start delving into past and you find out there's some experimentation that was done in the past. And so the, the reveal is that she... Wait, I, I had a joke about this one. The reveal is she's... um. She's Professor Quirrell from Philosopher's Stone. That's immediately what I thought of when I saw it. I'm like, she's Professor Quirrell. That didn't actually come to mind, but I actually thought of occlumency in Harry Potter. That's what came to my mind when she was seeing the the murders because it was kind of like Harry in Voldemort's mind. So I was like, oh, that this is, yeah. this is kind of like that. But then I can, yeah, it's always, it's, well, now that I think about it, it's actually exactly like that. <laughs> it's exactly like that, yeah. <laughs> so basically, the killer is on, on the back of her head, <laughs> which for me is a hilarious premise that the killer's the back of her head. I just found that really disturbing, but I can see why people might find it funny as well. But she was born with a parasitic, I think they call it a parasitic twin on the back of her head, and she named it. Or they named it. I think the mother named it. The, the mother named it Gabriel, Gabriel, yeah. And basically, Gabriel was connected with her brain. So, the brains are connected. But they said it's not the same as conjoined twins because he can't live without her. So, it's not like they can just cut him out because he will just die or she'll, she might die as well. So, they kind of had to leave a, leave a part of it in her and they stitched it up. And then when she gets into that confrontation with her husband and hits her head, he ends up being released it's not what i thought it was going to go more the demonic route because at one stage she does call it a devil so i thought it was going to be more supernatural than biological as it ended up being yeah well the reason i picked up on it so quickly is whenever you see the whenever you see the monster killing and when when she's running you can tell her like she's running backwards yeah like she looks like she's running backwards which could be creepy, but for me, just looked hilarious. And just imagine someone running backwards and like doing flips and stuff. That's what that's what happens in this movie. Well, in in other horror movies, they've done it where it is creepy, where they're like limbs contort and they, you know, like Bathsheba yeah. and stuff like that. That stuff can be creepy. I guess it's not. It's not as uh, yeah. It's not as creepy as those movies. No, it's because it's like played for an action scene as well. Like, she's doing flips and shit. She looks like Batman. She's like... Especially in the third act, when it just becomes, like, this action movie. I think uh, James Wan might have, I don't know, from his experience in Aquaman, maybe he's like, I, I should put some action into this movie. It, it, it didn't really fit. Because there's this action sequence where she... Firstly, she kills... She gets put in jail, and then she kills all the women in the jail. I've got an unintentionally comedic line in this part. Okay, yeah. So she she's transforming into what's what's his name Gabriel. Gabriel, and then one of the chicks in the in the cell goes, "Oh shit, bro! This chick's having a seizure." <laughs> 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 
And, and you may have said, you may think I butchered the de- de- delivery there, but that's exactly, that's exactly how she says yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what was said. I thought that whole sequence was a bit. I, I know why he did it that way. So she gets put in jail, and then she starts. It's obviously a rough jail, and they start beating her up. I'm like, I don't know if this is. Where are the guards? Like they're beating her up, and they're not doing anything. And I know why he put that in because you have to hate the other prisoners because she's going to kill all of them in the next scene, which he yeah. does. Because up till then, the movie was reasonably tame. Like, it wasn't that violent or anything. You know, there was some blood and gore when he goes and stabs people. But the, apart from that, there wasn't much. But, yeah, then then they kind of really lean into the, the body horror there where she's, like, cracking limbs and smashing heads and stuff. Yeah, and then it leads on to another action scene where, obviously, Gabriel's very adamant that he has to wear this coat and gloves and he has to have these little... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Another question I have. When did he make this coat and gloves? I don't know. Like, when did that happen? Because he just, it's not, he kills the, doesn't he kill the husband with the coat and the gloves on? He might. I'm trying to remember if he, he probably, he might. Yeah. So, didn't he, that that was the day he got awakened. So, when did he have time to make this coat? Did he go up to the shop and just buy a coat of gloves with his backwards face? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe did he make- When did this happen? Did he make her go buy it? I don't know. Because he could control her as well. Apparently, it's that the coat and gloves thing. Apparently, it's a it's a homage to this genre of Italian horror called giallo, which also means yellow, I think, in Italian. But basically, it's a series of movies that were made in Italy where there would be a killer in a coat and black gloves, and it, it basically slashes. But it kind of originated in in Italy. Fair enough. It was stupid though, because the killer, the killer breaks out of jail and then goes to get his coated, coated gloves yeah, on. Like before he goes to kill more people, he's like, "No, I need my coat and gloves. And- need my coated gloves yeah. first, and my little trophy <laughs> sword thing. The trophy sword for some reason, which had no relevance in the end. Like she could have used any sword. It did. It did make any. She makes a sword out of a trophy. I guess it's a, it's, it's a dagger. It's more like a just stabs people with it. Yeah, yeah. it's like a dagger. Yeah. yeah. But there's no reason why she had to make it out of the trophy. She could have made it out made it out of a wash basin. It wouldn't have made a difference. What was the motive of him? Well, why was he killing these people? No idea. Also, doesn't make any sense. So I get why he'd want to kill the sister, because that makes sense. Yeah, because he wants her all to himself. But these people mean nothing to her. Why, why is he <laughs> going to kill them? <laughs> yeah, maybe because they stuffed up the experiment and they made... Oh, it's because they cut him out of her. I think that's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. Because at the start, so that initial sequence, they say cut out the cancer, referring to him, essentially, saying he's the cancer. I guess that's where the title Malignant comes from as well. I guess that's what they're referring to. Yeah, but he should essentially be benign. Oh, no, he is malignant because he's growing. Obviously, at the start of the movie, it was was just her. It was her the whole time. So at the start of the movie, it was just her killing people as well. Anything else? I I thought there was one, one part that I... Not necessarily funny. I, I I don't think I found it funny, but I just found it ridiculous where he chucks a chair across the room at the, at the police officers. Yeah, and then it hits. Uh, yeah, it hits them. It's, it's the the way the CGI is done just looks ridiculous. It looks so bad. And he like I don't know what because he's backwards. He's a backwards boy. Not not like the tenant backwards boys, but he's a he's a backwards boy. Yeah. The way he chucks stuff, it just looks comedic. It looks hilarious. And, yeah, I mentioned it earlier, but the electricity stuff, they never explain that, how we can control Because the only way he could talk as well is through some sort of electrical device or, like, a radio or a phone or something, or else he can't communicate. 
So, um, yeah, I just don't know how that – they never explain how that works. The part where it started to lose me was just after the backstory. So, uh, actually, it's during the backstory because they, they interweave her backstory. So, the sister's basically figuring out what happened to her and she's in the prison and she's turning to Gabriel. So, that the, the part in the prison was the part that was – kind of starting to lose me that's where it was delving into like a different genre but the the backstory actually found pretty interesting i guess and disturbing mm, i think it was just it it lost me completely by then that i couldn't get invested in it it just i was too deep in in the comedy that it set up so in between he kidnaps a tour guide in seattle and you find out who she is later so she's the mother of madison was actually adopted and she was her actual biological mother and she had her when she was 15 and she was born with this deformity and obviously went to capture her, his biological mother as well because she gave him away or she gave them away. So he was not happy with her either. But I thought the very end scene where she just ends up controlling him. I, I, Locks him in the jail. Oh, it was hilariously bad. <laughs> like the acting, the the sudden confidence that she gets and like the – the convenience of it all was just terrible. Yeah, that I I couldn't buy into that. Like that's where I was like, no, this is this is not the payoff I wanted. But I would say three three quarters of the movie, I was I was actually on board until it started getting into the the crazy action stuff. I'm like, no, nah, this is this is not where it needs to head because a horror movie is meant to the climax is meant to be like if not the the scariest part, at least a at least scary in some way. But it's not scary. It's just an action scene. It's just an action. It becomes an action movie. Yeah. Hilarious action as well because he's backwards, backwards boy. <laughs> it, it's a borderline cognitive recalibration. I just give him points because he tried something different. Yeah, fair enough. I just think it, he tried something different and failed. So <laughs> does it deserve the obviously praise for trying something different, but still it's not good. So, And there's it's not a twist, but are they like, teasing that he's going to come well he, he's i think he is going to come back if if uh, this movie does well enough because they kind of tease at the end yeah the, the bulb is kind of flashing it was there was a little bit of sound coming out of it suggesting that he is he's not benign so he's, he's still there yeah. yeah 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 i don't think this will do well enough to warrant a sequel probably not i don't think many people are going to watch it because of the marketing it got as well it will definitely fly under the radar i can see it becoming like a cult comedy hit though it, it had a bit of sam raimi about it yeah but sam raimi's comedy is intentional whereas this pretty sure it wasn't i don't know maybe you'll come out and be like nah i made this to be intentionally funny and yeah. i'll be like nah you nailed it cognitive recalibration <laughs> I, I give it to you straight away <laughs> but i don't think it was intentional yeah so james one is uh he's going back to his aquaman franchise after this so he's doing aquaman 2 which is coming out next year it's got a title, Lost Kingdom or something. Yeah. I have two more lines that were funny. So one of the there's this scene where they call in like a psychologist and they like delve into her past. And then they like they find out that she had an imaginary friend called Gabriel. And then at the end of the scene, one of the detectives goes, So the killer's your imaginary friend? <laughs> I, just, I think that was actually meant to be funny. It was it meant to be funny? Because I found that hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I think that was actually meant to be. Because yeah. uh, yeah. at that stage, I thought it was you know some sort of imaginary friend that came to life or something. One thing I would will say, and it's not just in this movie, but it's in any movie that uses this, is whenever you have like old VHS footage of creepy stuff, 
it's it's very effective. Like in this, I I was actually kind of creeped out by that because she's like talking to him, but there's no one there, and she's like just talking to someone, and her parents are like, "Who are you talking to?" And I thought that was maybe because it was also in like VHS quality. I don't know if that that contributes to the creepy creepiness factor, but you just like yeah. you you get scared by bad quality. Yeah, that's, yeah. everything. That's why be, you- at least 1080p for me. Anything less than that, it starts to freak me out. And the, the last line, which is in my opinion the best line. Is at the end when they're fighting, she has the one of the detectives is like this Asian guy. She has him in a chair and she's like fighting him. Then the other detective comes from the back and goes, "Get off him, motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> Which is also the same detective that delivered the earlier line as well about the match. The earlier line, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think she was actually meant to be funny. I think she was meant to be the comedic relief in this. The comedic character, yeah. The other character who I think she gathers evidence, who's James Wan's wife. That kind of goes nowhere. What's with that? There's like a romance kind of thing going on, which goes nowhere. Which goes nowhere. And then there's like there's a hinted <laughs> slight romance between the detective and his sis- and her sister as well. Which which also goes nowhere. Also goes yeah. nowhere. Does he die? Does he die at the end? I don't know. They just leave him there and he's stabbed in his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> they have a moment. Yeah. I don't think he's dead. He got stabbed in the shoulder, so. Because he actually ends up seeing. He's the only other character that sees the monster before, like, everyone else sees it. So he. Yeah. Probably should have known. Like, he might have seen that this person was running backwards and, you know, had the same hair as the person he was talking to the day before. And Yeah. He's just yeah. a bad detective. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was dark. Very good looking man, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen him before in anything else, but yeah. He figures out one of the victims, still late, but he figures it out where, when the murder just happened and then he confronts the uh, the monster and chases. That that was a very extended chase sequence as well, like unnecessarily extended. For no reason. Could have ended it so much earlier. And you also find out that her biological mother was in her attic the whole time. Why, why was there this massive fan in her attic? Like, that didn't look like her mm, attic. Yeah, I don't know. She's got, like, an industrial fan in her attic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, that didn't look... Because when she falls... So, there's a part where she escapes and she falls through the through the floor and she lands in her living room. I'm like, why did she land in her living room? Wasn't she, like, in some factory somewhere? And then you find out that that was her attic. Yeah, and also, when she falls in the living room, Annabelle Wallace screams for some reason, which was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure why she screamed at that point because I, I get she screams a lot in this movie and I understand why she screams in some of the other parts because she's just witnessing murders happening. But this one was just a lady that fell through her roof um, and she didn't die yeah, or anything. and the scream came too late. The scream, like, she yeah. falls, they look at her and, like, 30 seconds later she screams. Yeah, and then the music kicks in as well, yeah. like, the really dramatic music. Yeah, the music kicks in <laughs> at that point as well. Yeah. <laughs> The music, every time the music kicks in, it's hilarious. It's so good. <laughs> and when I say music, it's kind of like, how would you describe it? It's like superhero. Uh, not-, not superhero, but like rousing, rousing music. It's not like scary, like beats. It's like rousing. It, it is like the, the Halloween theme, which is, it's a bit like that. So it's got like the organ elements to it, which kind of. It's organ. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. It's just a bit too energetic. It's not upbeat, but it's very energetic. And it, it feels like it doesn't fit this situation. It felt rousing for me. It felt like I should get excited about something. 
I didn't know what I was getting excited for, but I, I felt like I should be. But I, I can I can see people enjoying this. I can see people completely hating this. I'm sort of on the fence. I, I ended up having a good enough time with it, whether it's an effective horror movie or not. It doesn't really feel like a horror movie now, in retrospect. It's it's more like a... It definitely becomes more of a slasher a, movie. A comedic action movie. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think he wanted this character to become like Mike Myers from Halloween or, um, you know, the slasher... Who's the other guy? Freddy. Freddy. Freddy Prince Jr. Yeah, from yeah, she's from all that. Sh- she's all that. Yeah, yeah. I think he wanted it to become that sort of character. Let's see. Let's see if people actually watch this. It might find an audience on HBO Max, maybe, and people. I feel like it's just going to sneak under the radar. No one's going to watch it, and then I know, like ten years later, twelve months from now, someone will watch this and be like, "Why did we?" Why did why was this made? It'll probably get some sort of cult following. Yeah, but I I think for the wrong reasons. I think if this gets big, it's gonna be because people think it's funny, not because people think it's scary. <laughs> if people there's no way this gets big on people thinking it's a good horror movie. The only way it gets huge is because people think it's funny. I, I don't think it's a good enough horror movie to get uh, Th- there's no way like this would be yeah, like people won't be like, Oh, this is the new conjuring or whatever. It's not that good. Uh, I'm actually interested to see what, uh, yeah, what people think about this one. So let us know if you do watch this. So how how do people let us know if they watch this? So contact us on all platforms at Cognitive Recalibration. If you want to email us, uh, old uh, our email, sorry, not our old email. Our email is Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail dot com. And if you want to support the podcast, you can do so via giving us a review on iTunes because that makes us more discoverable on search engines. And obviously, if you have friends that might enjoy this type of podcast, do let them know and spread the word. Okay. Um, next week, I don't know what we're doing because we're still in lockdown. Oh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't say that, but yeah, we're, we're still in lockdown. I don't think there's any major releases next week, so we'll we'll figure out what we're, what we're going to do. I'm not sure. I haven't even uh, thought about it, but yeah, we'll figure something out, figure, figure something fun. Would you watch He's All That over this? No, I think this is funnier than He's All That. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I genuinely think it's, yeah. I'm trying to think of a funnier movie I saw this year. Was there any funny movies this year? F9 was pretty funny. Also unintentionally, hey. They tried, like, all the parts that they try and be funny weren't actually funny. It's the parts that they tried to be serious that are funny, which is, I guess, similar to this. But F9 is, like... It's always kind of meant to be unintentionally funny. Yeah. It's intentionally, unintentionally funny. I don't know. Maybe this was the same. Like, we'll have to see what James Wan says, but... I, I re- I'm really curious to see if he wanted it to be funny or not. Like, as funny as it is. Because, yeah, it's it's definitely very, very uh, comedic at parts. <laughs> I personally didn't find it funny, but I've read reviews online, people saying that it was hilarious. So, you're not, you're not alone in that in having that opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you justified it because when I watch this, I'm like, why? Why am I finding this so funny? Maybe if yeah, maybe if you watch it with friends, you will have a good time. Um, but this will probably not be in cinemas when we get out of lockdown, so no one from Australia is going to be watching this in the cinema. Cool. All right, I guess we'll leave it there. Yeah, I got got nothing else to say. I've I've said my three funny dialogues from the movie. That's all I wanted to wanted to put into this podcast. Get off him, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, okay so hope you enjoyed the episode we'll be back next week with with another episode and uh hope you're all staying safe and we'll see you next week hold up 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. See you next week.